Welcome to RenovatingRichesRadio.com With your hosts, Dennis Rodriguez and Ricardo Rosales The show where we talk about turning rags into riches We are not responsible if this is not work for you. Read the fine print notice. Do not believe a word we say. Results may vary depending on how much self-education and due diligence you do. This is only for the action takers and serves as entertainment. And good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing good. Ricardo, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm know. pumped up because our friend, Marcus Jacober, it's is Jacob or Jacober? How do you want to pr us to pronounce your... Um, you can say Jacober. Jacober? Yes. Okay. Um, well, Marcus is here to talk to us about a... Pro uh, uh, how, do, how do you pronounce your, your name, your last name in, in Portuguese? Jacober. Jacober. Si. See? So anyways, he's here to talk about a subject that we have never covered, a subject that many people don't know about, but again, it's another strategy out there. He's going to talk mainly, well, he's doing different things, but mainly he's going to be talking about tax deeds, tax liens, how to make money, buying and selling. And I, I got to be honest, I got my notepad here. I barely ever bring it out because I know nothing what, what, about what this. Is, what do you do with that, that class we paid Marcus for, man? You didn't take the course. <laughs> what oh, class? Oh, no. Jose did it. Jose That's was the one, did the one that took the course. Yeah, he never and got then a he never told us what he learned, right? <laughs> exactly. Go figure. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I'm excited because I actually met Marcos at a... Yeah, you guys know each other from like back. A couple of years ago, day. we met at a at a self development uh, seminar. Seminar. Okay. Basically, uh, it was a millionaire mind intensive. Okay. And That's right. and you can spot people, man, in the room. You know that. <laughs> you know, there's something about them. Mm -hmm. And I remember Marcos was wearing that that suit man and, and, and <laughs> you know which and, i don't wear very often yeah anymore. he's not a suit guy by the way but that day he was wearing a suit and he didn't look cheap you know <laughs> and then you can see his glasses and i was like all right who the hell he is looked this like uh you know scarface or Al Pacino. no 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 nothing like that he, he pretty much looked uh you know the wolf of wall street no. he, he to me he looked professional and he looked like somebody i wanted to associate myself with So, but it, it, that's the subconscious mind telling you, hey, you need to reach out to this guy. Was what the, the I mean, let, let's introduce Marcus. So Marcus that means if you meet me today with my crazy Airbnb debauchery, you're just going to pass by, right? I, I don't know. Here. Maybe I see the holes on your on your pants and I'll say, okay, okay. You know. Yeah, that's right. Maybe this guy's a hipster. I don't know. But no, that day, you know, because of the way someone looks, you you start thinking about okay who is this guy what does he do how can i connect with and i'm a guy i'm a visual guy you know i was that I, the intention marcos you know that day can you remember you i'm know? pretty sure it was i mean you were after you know trying to attract Look, some su people successful people do it subconsciously that's true that's he right. might not have he might not got up that day and say okay i'm gonna wear this suit because you know people are gonna no he just did it because that's just the way yeah. he rolls and the environment right and the yeah. environment that's right. right typically i'm just a, a black shirt guy Right, Let's like we are. We, we wear black yeah. shirts all day, every day. But See, so Ricardo was supposed to be wearing this one today, but I don't know. No, I wore the – the reality is I put this one on because of the other video we have this afternoon. Okay. Um, That's so a very nice shirt. Make sure I, I go home with one of those. We'll, we'll get you we'll one. We'll get you one. We'll get you one. 
when we on, fix it. On, when we fix it, because it's not <laughs> right. So there's something that's not, it's in the bag. So, anyways, but that's that's another story. Let's go. <laughs> let's go into because I I mean we need to dig into this. Marcus, tell us because he's not only doing all this real estate thing. He's also an author. And uh, he brought us his books. He's got a couple of books here. What's the story? This is this one is for <laughs> so yeah, Democrats. So if you were a if you were a Democrat, that's your book. <laughs> the title is uh, "It Is Mr. President: How a Brazilian Immigrant Went from a Truck Driver to a Property Millionaire in Four Years." I don't know, I don't know if you guys know that, but I work for a company called F E D E X. And I drove a truck for 14 years. Like an 18-wheeler truck? No, no, no. I was the guy that a was FedEx truck. FedEx ground Oh, okay. F-E-E-D-X. Right? Oh, I did it again. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm slow. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> it's Friday. I'm tired. Yeah, I was to be the guy that was come here and drop your package. You see the bunch of packages of envelopes yeah. they have? I'm right. just the guy who was going to come here. And so you were them. a delivery guy <clears throat> for FedEx? Yes, yes. I for drove. how long? 14 years. Oh my God! Okay, yeah, so now, that was like and, and before FedEx, what what do you do? Well, so basically, <clears throat> I got to United, I came to United States in 1998. Okay, with a hundred dollars in my pocket, right? right. And somebody lent me the money to buy the flight ticket. I'm from Brazil, and although I'm a Brazilian, my life wasn't always a carnival. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's what people think, right? Oh, you're having yeah, fun. Oh, you're from Brazil. You must be a fun guy, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I came here uh, to pursue the American dream. Right. Uh, a year and a half. Uh, after I arrived in the United States, I have my own restaurant with 12 employees. So I'm a chef by trade. Oh, right. In New York. And then uh, what kind I got of food? Uh, Italian food. All right. Yes. A Brazilian <coughs> cooking Italian dishes, okay? Go figure. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, no mocheca, no, none of that stuff. Right? None of that stuff. Oh, pa pan de queijo. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. None yes. of this stuff. Picanha, Let's not talk none about food stuff. right now, Ooh. please. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. So. Um, <laughs> I got a little disappointed with the restaurant industry because it's very slavery, right? So right. you marry with that thing, right? Mm -hmm. No Saturday, no Sunday, no holidays, none of this stuff. So I moved uh, to Florida, which is the closest I could get to Brazil. I, I, I like to say that what I like about Florida, it's only 15 minutes away from the United States, right? Right. I, I joked right, that a lot. Right, right. No, no, I feel the same <laughs> way. I used to live in Miami too, so I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. So I moved to Florida, and then uh, I started working – with FedEx in 2000. All right. In 2004, I have uh, I had 12 properties because uh, I figured there's only three there's three pillars to build wealth. Okay. Number one, having your own business. Mm -hmm. Right. I never met anybody that's become a millionaire working for somebody else. Number two is stocks and bonds, right? Mm -hmm. Crypto, forex, all this stuff. Right. And number three, real estate. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but in 2017, 700,000 new uh, millionaires in the United States. Did you see his name on it? 85, <laughs> 85%, <laughs> I haven't made the list 85% of those through real estate. Real estate, yes, sir. Yeah, real estate has made more millionaires uh, in uh, 80, history 85, than any other. Hey, actually, those numbers are accurate. It's about 85 to 90% of self-made millionaires in the world, not just in the United States, but in the world, did it through real estate. Mm -hmm. The other... The actors and actresses and the uh, athletes and the NBA basketball players and all these baseball, they're all like 0.095% of mm -hmm. that 10% that it's, you Yeah, know. there's only so many Le LeBron James out there. Right, right? there's so many so, of them. So yeah. let, let me go back a little bit because this is very important. This is the whole, I, I mean, the whole reason for this, po for this podcast is to kind of like teach people, or I don't want to say teach, but, you know, let people know 
that there are ways where you can improve your life and, and you're a perfect example. So just to recap, you came from Brazil. What what? How old were you when you came? If you want to say, twenty three, twenty four. So he I'm was forty three now. He was in his you know early twenties. Moved from Brazil to the United States, an immigrant again. And we don't want to get into politics, but you moved into New York. You started your own restaurant. Mm -hmm. So you were straight from Brazil to becoming an entrepreneur in this country. Yes, making uh, or bringing employment to people in New York. Then you didn't like that. You moved to Miami to be an employee, which I know how difficult it is once you own your own business to go work for someone else. Yeah, the, the only thing is with, with, with FedEx, it was kind of mixed, right? They, they like you to feel that you own your own business. So I was a FedEx contractor with a one truck and I'm driving. So I'm actually the contractor and the driver. Okay. Okay. The only difference is I'm gonna call you guys a contractor, so that means every time your truck breaks down and if you you have to pay for it. Exactly. But they treat us just like employees. Okay. And you you lasted 14 years there, but in the meantime you were acquiring properties. Oh, but that's a long story. So basically, I realized the four the three pillars of building wealth. Right. Uh -huh. So I start. I said I'm gonna start with real estate. So that was early 2000s, and like I said, in four years I was through a normal buying and oh. financing and, and put a tenant on it. So I went from zero to 12 properties in 2004. Okay. Then a friend of mine gave me a book called The 16% Solution, right? And the book contains all the, not, not the secrets, but explain about tax liens and tax deeds. The problem is at that time, I thought I knew everything about real estate. Right, right, right. You, back, and back then, 2004, 2005, 2006, If you had a pulse and you could breathe, you'll get a loan. You got approved. <laughs> and, you know, I remember in those days I was in the military. I didn't make that much money. You know, I was barely paying bills, barely mm -hmm. paying. I don't think I was paying all my bills. I was barely paying some of those. Right. And. And I remember somebody telling me, said, dude, you should go buy a house. And I was like, how am I going to go buy a house? I don't make money for that, you know? He's like, oh, no, no. They'll finance 100%. And if you breathe and, you know, and you got and, employment. Yeah, military, and, it's even, it wasn't military, even Military, you can get a VA loan and you can You'll do all You'll get 110% approved. I mean. and, and look, <laughs> I went and sat down with somebody and they approved me. But in my mind, I was like, how in the heck are they going to approve me? to buy something when I can barely pay my own bills, you mm -hmm. know? And I was afraid. I didn't do it. I didn't buy any of those houses. And it's probably one of the best things I could have done back then because I know what happened afterwards. Yeah, 2008, uh, 2009 hit. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure maybe that's how Marcus, I don't know, got started into putting rentals. Definitely, and definitely. Over-leveraging yourself out right. there, right? And then, uh, so I, I, I got the book. I didn't have any pictures on it. I didn't found interesting. So I throw the book in my office, and the book stood there for five years. Right? I kept doing what I was doing. And uh, June 2006, I retired from my FedEx career, and I went full-time into real estate. Well, that only lasts six months. Right? <laughs> right. Then the bubble burst, and I foreclosed in 17 properties in oh, 2007. Oh, wow. so, okay. Again, we go back to, you know. No, but let me <laughs> ask you a question about the foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Why 
did it happen? Did you did you have interest that spiked up, or or did you have tenants that left and pretty much left? So the yeah, house I, have, I, I, I have I have I have uh, yeah. Uh, it was a whole mix. Yeah, it's a whole mix, and uh, by mainly because I had a property that was worth three hundred thousand dollars that went down to thirteen thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> Gee, that's a hit. <laughs> well, but. So and then you ask yourself, I said, "What do I, I keep?" I, I, again, I wasn't very educated in the matter. Right. I was just like a regular guy, figuring it out. Dude, I couldn't consider myself a real estate investor because I was not. At well, well, you thought educated. you were. I thought it worse. Yes. Then uh, I just I just let it go. The only property, the only property that I was that I was able to save was the one that I still have in the woodlands. That that's what brought me to Houston. Wow. Yes. Oh, so wait a second. I mean, these properties you were buying while you were in Florida were not only in Florida. You were no, buying the, the many of them was in Florida. The last one that I picked up was the one in Houston. It will be the first out of state, out of state project. Ain't that crazy how the universe works, man? <laughs> you know, he picked up his last one during that batch, right? In Houston, and that's when he ended up leaving in the Woodlands, Texas. And next thing you know, he moves over to the Woodlands, and now. Forget Florida. Everything is, you know, I'm going to leave that behind. And then he becomes a different. Uh, yeah, and I moved here in 2007. So it's been almost like 11 years. Almost 11 years. So you moved to uh, the Woodlands after the debacle with, the, you know, the real estate, uh, especially Florida, foreclosing on all those houses. What do you do next? So I will. Uh, I got back into FedEx business because it was the only thing that I didn't know how to it's do. It's easy it. to and, ride a know, bicycle. Yeah, it's, it's easy to to drive that 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 truck, and uh, and then one day I was cleaning my office. Five years actually after the guy gave me a book, mm -hmm. I clean my office more often than every five years. <laughs> if you wonder. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? And say? then and then I found the book and uh, the, the book about tax liens and tax deeds. Yes, and the rest is history. And wow. we want to know the history because <laughs> this is so exciting, people. Just wait till you listen. So, if you were gonna explain our audience exactly, and in audience, and I mean me, this is self-serving because I don't know thinking about this. What exactly does it mean? What you do, buying and selling <coughs> tax deeds, tax liens. What's the difference? So, take us through like a you know yeah, kindergarten ex explanation of how this works. Tax liens and tax uh, deeds. One, uh, I mean one oh one. What what's okay. the basics of it? Okay. Very simple. Gonna make it very simple for you. Yes, guys. please. So basically, tax liens and tax deeds are the two oldest investment strategies that ever exist. Okay. So they they 140 years prior or before Wall Street, before stocks and bonds, right? It comes all the way from the British, right? So American law is based on the English common law, and the English common law, the king and the queen has to get paid first, mm -hmm. right? That's a basic principle uh as you know uh counties need the tax uh to uh, operate yeah the property taxes to operate so property taxes finance all the services that the county provide like schools police firemen streets roads, yeah. all of that come is a big chunk comes from from property taxes and every year get this 30 to 40 percent of residents don't pay their property taxes on time Okay. Just so you know, I know you like Miami. Miami-Dade County this year is going to offer 97,000 tax liens. Wow. Okay? It's just one county, one county uh, within 3,144 counties. But That's what it. does it mean? I'm like, going to get there. Yeah, okay. So, just so you know what is the what is the market is like. 
So let's say uh, Ricardo has a home that's worth $200,000. Okay. Right? And the home that he owns uh, uh, has a $100,000 loan on it, a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his property tax is about $2,000. Right? So he's going through a little bit of trouble. Uh, he's he's going to be late on his uh, payment. And let's say, so the last day to pay taxes is March 31st, mm -hmm. right? So as soon as he's default on that, the county is going to put a lien on his property. Correct. The $2,000 lien. And because the county is the king, the, the lien is going to take the first position, mm -hmm. right? The king has to get paid first. Now... The county is going to send a, a signal to investors like you and me because just by putting a lien on the property, that's, that doesn't help the county. What is the county number one problem? Getting the money. Cash flow, right? Mm -hmm. And now the county is going to offer the tax lien to investors like you and me. And by uh, acting on that opportunity, we can make anywhere from 10% to 36% return per year, guaranteed by law. In fact, if you find another investment strategy, get this, that pays you anywhere from 10 to 36% guarantee by law, you go to my office, I'll give you $2,000. There's none, right? Okay. So basically, I'm going to now send the county, I'm going to pay his taxes. So I'm actually lending the money to the county. Here's Mr. County, your $2,000. Now the county is going to transfer to me as an investor two rights. How many rights? Two. Number one, the possibility to collect any interest or penalty that the tax lien will generate. Right? That's where the 10 to 20 to 36% comes from. Right number two, in case of non-payment by Ricardo of that tax lien, I got the right to foreclose on the property. So then two scenarios are going to happen. Once I acquire the tax lien, the county is going to send notice to Ricardo and the bank or anybody that has financial interest in the property saying, hey, guys, something has happened. Marcus bought a $2,000 tax lien. Now you guys have 12 months to pay it. How long? 12 months. That, time of, that period of time we call redemption period, right? And redemption period varies by state, anywhere from four months all the way to four years, depending which state you buy the tax lien. Okay. Right? He, Re Ricardo comes forward, pays the $2,000, and the county is going to say, now you are late, enough is enough. Let's say for sake of example, uh, the county is charging 25% penalty. The county is going to collect $2,000 plus 25%, and by law, they have four days to send me a check in the mail. So I'm going to get a check in the mail with my $2,000 initial investment plus 25%. So you're basically being a bank to the county. Exactly. I get it. Okay. The second scenario, Ricardo, 12 months goes by. Ricardo doesn't pay. The bank doesn't pay. Nobody act upon that. Mm -hmm. I call the county and say, look, I have a tax lien number one, two, three, four, five. Nobody paid it. I want to exercise my second right. Foreclose. And now I want the deed of the property. You pay 19 to $40. Now the $200,000 home that he owns it become yours for a $2,000 investment. <laughs> okay. That's, that's basically but, but what, you're, what we did this week. No, hold on. I want to get, get there, but before you go that route, and I, I want to talk about that with Marcus, but 
you're acquiring a two hundred thousand property with a hundred thousand um, dollar mortgage. Loan. Yeah. No, you're not. Basically, like I said, remember, American law is based on the English common law. Yeah. The king has to get paid first. Yes. When the king puts a lien on your property, it becomes first lien position. Everything it wipes out everything else. Wipes out every. So the other bank, lien. the bank is left holding the bag for their hundred thousand dollars. Exactly, sir. Holy cow! That's better. Hold on, because we have a case like that. The lady that came uh, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, I don't even remember, to the office with a house she bought in auction. Mm -hmm. uh, she bought it for what it was owed on the taxes, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But when the deed transferred to her, she found out it had a mortgage on it. Now the mortgage company is foreclosing on her. That's not possible. Well, it is happening to her because she... No, that's not possible. I'll tell Let me tell you this. A couple of years ago, I bought a condo in uh, Lake Conroe, a bent water, right? Check this out. And I, I went through this many, many, many times. I've been doing this. I, I have over 700 transactions okay. in my book, right? So I'll, I'll tell you two, two examples. So this condo, I paid $25,000 at auction, and I went, it was worth like 120. So I went there, I did uh, carpet, paint, put $10,000 in took about two weeks to do the project. So one day I arrived at the, at the condo uh, to bring some materials and I put my key in the door and my key didn't work. And I had a sticker, a red sticker in the door say, please call 1-800, blah, blah, blah. So I called I call the number and they say, oh, uh, this is such and such a company. We work for the bank, Wells Fargo. And uh, I, I, I wanna let you know that your property is going to foreclosure. I was like, you guys don't understand. You were talking to the new owner of the house. What do you mean the new owner? I say, yeah, well, I just bought this property at the tax auction a couple of weeks ago. You guys now have 24 hours to come back here and replace my lock. Right? So, so next day, this lady owns that property. She yes, does. That's it. She doesn't what, know it. What? Yeah. We need to call her. Yeah. She owns that property. We need to actually take the deed of that property. That's what we need to do. That's it. A second thing, I bought a condo in Florida. But wait a second, wait a second. Before we move forward, because I'm in awe here, and you can all, if you're watching this video, you can see this. That means that the bank is, I don't want to say illegally, but is out of place telling her that they're going to foreclose on this property because she hasn't paid the loan. Well, the bank can tell her that they're going to foreclose. The question is, do they have the right to foreclose? If exactly. she's well-educated... They're and, bluffing and, her, basically. Yes, if she's well-educated, and uh, apparently she's not. No, right? she's not. She came here saying, I bought this house at the auctions, at the tax sale. That's she it. paid $40,000 that was owned in taxes. That's, that's And she's her like, property. now I'm going to lose the property because when I no. bought it, I didn't do the title search and I didn't know there was a mortgage. So she bought that property in Texas. Yes. So basically, it's a little bit different. Texas is a redeemable deed state. What's happening is... The bank can come back. So Texas, uh, once you buy a property in Texas, you have if the property is non is not a homestead property, mm -hmm. you uh, the owner has the right to come back and buy the property back. Mm -hmm. But they gotta pay twenty five percent penalty on it. Mm -hmm. So if the property is non homestead, it's six months. If the property is homestead, it's like it's two years. Two years. So what's gonna happen is if the redemption period hasn't been hasn't expired yet. 
in order for the bank to buy the property back from her, the bank doesn't have the right to foreclose on the property, but the bank has the right to buy the property back from her. What the bank's going to have to do is pay her the $40,000 that she paid at her auction plus 25% penalty. <laughs> and the bank has 180 days to, to do that. Wow. But they're not. I mean, what they're telling her is like, hey, This property okay. had a mortgage. You're we not can, paying it. We can it. talk about that afterwards. Okay. She, can get, she, now. Can get, she can get a lawyer and send the bank a, uh, a copy of Texas <laughs> tax deed law and right. to educate the bank. Wow. Now, the other, the other uh, you know. Um, and, just, and just to finish the second example. Yes, go ahead. So I bought a condo in Florida. And after that, a month later, I got a nasty letter from the homeowner association with a $30,000 lien on the property. The guy hasn't paid the homeowner association for years. Uh, I just forward that to my lawyer. My lawyer forward to the association lawyer the tax deed law in Florida, and the lien was wiped out. But you, And then you started paying the, the HOA like you're supposed to. Yes, of course. <laughs> After you buy the property, then you have to keep that up. You're yeah. the new owner. You're responsible you're new for owner. it. Yeah, yeah, hey, I'm not responsible for the past stuff, but hey. Yes. I'll pay from now on. No now, that's that's correct. Now, in this case, for example, we just bought a property last week. Um, the guy was getting foreclosed because of taxes. Okay. Right? Here in Texas. It's mm -hmm. actually north of you, not not that far. Um, he owned like four, $4,000 in taxes. So we went ahead and paid the taxes. First of all, we got the deed of the property. So he deeded the property to us. Then we went, paid the taxes the day before the auction. Okay. The house is ours. In that case, why didn't the county get that $4,000 from someone like you? Is it because they're, they don't need the cash well, flow? Yeah, because the thing is you're mistaking. Like, not mistaking, you're confusing. We have two types of states. We have states that they do tax liens and states that do tax deeds. Okay. Texas is a tax deed state. So that's why on a tax deed state, the county behave a little bit different. So on a tax deed state... What the county does is the county is going to, once you don't pay your taxes, the county is going to wait one year. How long? One, one year. year. No, 365 days, right? <laughs> right? And then if you don't pay within that time, right, the county is going to start a foreclosure process. Uh -huh. The foreclosure process may last six to seven months. Yeah, he had like 10 and then years if that you he didn't pay, pay taxes on. Yeah, if you don't pay within that period of time, The county has no other option than auction the property. Exactly. That's why the, the that's why here in Texas the county didn't put a lien on the property. I see. Yeah, but it took him like 10 years. I mean, because um, he didn't pay taxes for a long time, man. And it was it was like yeah, like 80 years. Yeah, and uh, but the, the 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 property never went on the tax sale. Well, on that on that case, I think the it was it was, it it was a problem county. with the county. Yes, yeah, it was. It's up to the county. To Maybe they know it doesn't have equity, so they just let it run. I don't know. I, <laughs> but I don't know. But, but this is, so. So you know, from what you're telling me, there are some states where you do what you first described, which is tax, tax liens. liens. You know that you can get the property for you know very low. What are investment. some of the states for tax liens? Uh, well, that, that just off the top of your head. Well, we have Louisiana, we have uh, Arizona, we have New Mexico. Those are tax lien states. Florida is what we call hybrid state. So Florida, Both. you can invest in tax liens and you can invest in tax deeds. Oh, wow. Floridians complicate everything. No, they, 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 I mean, <laughs> they just want to offer different options. And, <laughs> they, <laughs> and then you have tax deed states, which is like uh, California, you know, Texas. 
Georgia, Tennessee. Can you make money in the tax deed states? Oh, yeah. So what is the difference between tax liens and tax deeds? We when should you, have started there. So when you buy a tax lien, you're not buying the property. You're buying the two rights. Yeah. Okay? Right. So mainly you're going to get the percentage. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you buy a tax deed, you are already buying the, the property. property. Right. It's yours. Besides kind of like we what we did, but that's not considered buying the tax deed. We just we just got the property deed it to us and pay, went and paid the yeah, taxes. Yeah, we we got the deed yeah, voluntarily. You, by, yeah, you use by the you owner. use a strategy that I use. I I tr so I try to buy properties before. My goal is to buy properties before, before the they auction, go on an auction, during the auction, and then after the auction. Yeah, because sometimes they don't sell, right? Yes. Is that another class? But I also, <laughs> but I also can look at all the properties that I wanted to buy. Check this out. You wanna, you wanna get a clue? A clue? Oh, hold on, hold on. Right. Let me, let me. Go so on check page, this out. Page two. For you guys, <laughs> page two. for you, for you that do a lot of wholesale and mailing letters and all that, I'm gonna give you another strategy that you can use. For instance, in Texas, Tennessee, and Georgia. Remember, I said that in Texas, once once you buy a property at auction. The homeowner has the right to come back and buy the property back. Yeah. Redeem, six months. Redeem. redeem the property six months or two years. What if, if you get the data, if you gather the data for all the properties that goes and, and, and gets sold at auction, and you buy the right of redemption from the owner, basically, you were not part of the auction, but all you have to do is pay 25% premium on it, Redeem the property and then you can sell it. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, so uh, that's like an option, man. <laughs> Wait a second. So, so property already sold at auction. So, right. The Let problem with Texas is we have 254 counties, right? And all the auctions happen at the same day and the same time. Tuesday, first Tuesday yes. of every month. Yes, unless you you are the Holy Ghost, you're not going to be able to go at every single one of those auctions. <laughs> but what if it's a bunch of property there? Let's say. Uh, Brazoria County, mm -hmm. right? You went to Fort Bend County, and then Brazoria County, there's five or six properties that you that you would love to buy it, but you, you're not able to go there. Mm -hmm. And they were sold for 50% market value, sometimes three, 30, 40% mar mm -hmm. mar market value. You can, tag you can target those properties and buy the right of redemption from the owner, pay whatever Ricardo paid at auction, 25% premium and then you got the deal of the property. Okay, so let's let's do an example because you know maybe this way not me but everyone <laughs> will understand. So let's say there's a property that, you know, the market value is $100,000, right? Okay. To make it easy. And for some reason it's sold at auction for $30,000. Okay. So you're buying 30 cents on the dollar, right? Yes. There's a new owner, well, a new person that thinks, "Oh, I bought this property for 30,000. I'm the best, you know." But there's a redemption period. Six months. Let's say six months. Let's say six months. So after the auction, in those six months, you, Marcus, can call the preview, the original owner and say, hey, Mr. John, sorry you lost your property at auction, but here's, I got you a deal. You give that person money or how to? Yes, you buy the right of redemption. Okay, you negotiate so say, with him. So say, uh, oh, Mr. John, by any chance, do you have any you know any plans to buy that property back no i don't have any money okay well this is what we're gonna do i'm gonna buy your right to redempt that property how does that sound to you well yeah what what you got i'm gonna give you 
Five hundred bucks. How much you offer them? Whatever. Five hundred to what? Five hundred bucks. That's what it comes to my mind. I'm gonna give you five hundred bucks if you, pr if you, transfer that right of redemption to me. Yes. And the person goes like, Yeah, sure, whatever. I just lost the property. I move on with my life. Where's the five hundred dollars? You pay that person five hundred dollars. That's correct. And now you need to bring to the table the thirty thousand dollars that the buyer pay at the auction plus twenty five percent. Yes. And if my math is not wrong, that's seventy five hundred dollars. Okay. So for thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars you can buy a hundred dollar property that the investor at the auction thought he was making a killing that's <laughs> on. True. Yes. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's what I would do. I would just go and chase the guys that just bought the auction and <laughs> go buy gonna, the redemption. You're going to be hated by all the investors. It's all good. That's the, can that's they the name do, of the can game. They do that's something. the game. Can they do something to stop it? Like, no. well, if you offer 36, uh, no. 500, I'm going to offer 38 or no, whatever. No, they can't do that because actually... They got the deed of the property. Let's say Ricardo is the investor who went and paid $30,000 for the property. Yeah. He has the deed of the property under his name. To him, to his name. But an Amado has a clause that says that he must obey the redemption, period. Mm -hmm. Now, let me play devil's advocate. If I go to the auction and I bought this property at $30,000, can I go to the original owner and say, hey, I'm going to buy the redemption period from you so nobody else can come and, and, and take it away from that's correct you can do that as well you just buy the right of redemption from from the owner that so. way you don't have to wait the six months or two years you can sell the property on the next day yeah so if you go to auction and you buy the one hundred thousand dollars property for thirty thousand then you go find that owner and say hey look man by the way i just bought that property but i feel like i really want to be good to you. I know you're going through tough times. I'm going to give you another I'm going to give you another 500 bucks so you can give me the redemption period uh, back to me. And the guy's probably going to need money. Mm -hmm. That's why he didn't pay his taxes to begin That's with. That's true. And he's going to be like, eh, well, yeah, why not? I already lost it. Boom. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Marcos. Boom. Away he goes. So now you avoid it. But this is the great thing about having somebody that knows. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm right? loving it. Because uh, that's the reason why You see, and he's not holding anything back. By the way, Marcos has, uh, if you go to marcosjacober.com, you can see everything about Marcos, but he's also got the tax liens and tax deeds classes that yes. we pay for that we haven't taken, so we need to do that. <laughs> well, our other partner appropriated was, himself with the uh, program. I, I'm pretty sure he's doing some of that stuff, you know, whatever, but... No, um, no, no. I mean, jokes aside, we're just scratching the surface on this, right, Marcus? Right. I mean, there's a lot more to learn, and this is the guy you need to contact. Yeah, if you want to learn about tax deeds and <laughs> tax liens, I tell you to find Marcos. That's it. Nobody else. Marcos is the guy. Maybe his mentor, but I don't know what his name is. But, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that by now, Marcos has probably surpassed his mentor. Um, and teach he, he, he teaches teaching this like around the world. You it, go, you travel to other countries. Yeah, to so teach. so I teach tax liens and tax deeds in three different languages: Portuguese, English, and Spanish. Uh, in four different countries, five if you consider Texas. <laughs> There you go. And uh, we only three clicks away on your phone. I can show you how you can buy uh, a piece of property right now for fifty dollars. Look, this is the book. Look, 
You need to go find it. This is the one for the Republicans, okay? Let me show the one for the Democrats. And this is also available on Amazon. Amazon.com. You want to go and find Eat This Mr. President, how a Brazilian immigrant went from a truck driver to a property millionaire in four years, okay? So this is somebody that knows what he's talking about when it comes to tax deeds and tax liens. Um, actually, when we had that question with that lady, my first thing that came to my mind was, I'm going to call Marcos and ask him questions about this. But then, for whatever reason, she's got it with a realtor right now. So she needs to pull it off the listing. And In order for us to help her, she's got to do a certain steps that we gave well, her. Well, but she can even sell the property now because it's still under the redemption period. So she needs to... Right. Yeah. She's so going to have problem closing We'll, we'll that. talk about that after, after the podcast. The podcast and but anyway. <laughs> see what we can do. What you want to do is you want to find uh, Marcos Jacober. Uh, MarcosJacober.com. And your company name uh, where you do the trainings for taxis and tax. Uh, uh, it's American Tax Lien Association. American I Tax found. Liens Association. It's got an eagle, right? Uh, yeah, as a, a eagle. The logo yes. is an eagle. Uh, it's a beautiful logo, by the way. Don't get confused with other ones that are around it that have a similar name is the American Tax Lien Association. Tax Lien Association. He is the guy. If you don't see Marcos there, you're in the wrong spot, okay? Uh, anyways, talking about um, investing. So so Marcos tells me, the other, he sends me a WhatsApp or something like that. It's like, dude, you got to check out this thing that I'm doing with Airbnb. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Stop. Why not? Before we go there, I've got a question that I got to ask regarding the tax liens and uh, tax deeds. It all sounds good, Marcus, but I'm getting the impression that this is very upfront money intensive. Like, you need a lot of capital to get in this game. Is that how it works? Because what you're telling me is like, you're sp in order to buy these tax liens and taxes, it's like $2,000 here, $4,000 there. And I get it. You're, you're going to make a lot more money, but... You need to have that capital up front, do you? Well, yes, of course. You, uh, I mean, you need to have money, some, a little bit of money to make money, right? Okay. However, you can start buying tax liens from. I see tax liens anywhere starting from fifty bucks. Uh, last week, I was uh, researching Sarasota, and I found a tax lien that's worth. Uh, you can buy the tax lien for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Belongs to I Island that's worth seven million dollars. So if you have 125k sitting somewhere you can buy that tax lien but with three clicks on your phone right now i can show you how you can buy a piece of property for 50 bucks so in order you for you to learn in your, in your pocket no not in my pocket yeah. <laughs> got it on my american you can you do american express you you can <laughs> no you so can look property right now if you want to learn how to buy tax liens and tax deeds for 50 bucks you need to call him you need to get to yeah. his website, MarcusJacober.com. He's going to show you somehow. I don't know what the process is. I haven't figured that out myself. But he's going to show you somehow on your phone with three clicks on how you can get investing in, in this uh, magnificent vehicle that me, uh, Dennis and I have, haven't even touched. Uh, we've been so busy trying to chase other golden keys that um, – you know, but I'm pretty sure we're going to start. That's what I love about real estate, right? It's like nine, ten strategies oh, out there. Oh, there is a bunch of different strategies. hundreds. <laughs> and you basically marry the one that you like the most. That's true. Um, and for some people, it's to flip houses. For some people, it's to wholesale houses. Buy notes, For sell some people, notes. it's to buy notes and sell notes. And for other ones, it's tax liens and tax deeds. 
but one thing that I want to make sure is that if you want to learn the tax liens and the tax deed strategy, this is the guy to do it with. All right. Now, with that out of the way, he has more, and he's going to talk about what he's doing now because this guy doesn't stop. So, Marcus, <laughs> you came here with that black shirt that says, Air be the Air boss. Be the boss. Ha hashtag air be the boss and the s's are the dollar signs yes and when i first read it i kind of like you know got the impression it has to do something with airbnb but why don't you explain to our audience and ourselves what exactly you're doing now well it, it all started like this <laughs> hey marcos you want to come and you know meal and let's do a podcast oh yeah absolutely bro whatever you want by the way i gotta tell you this new strategy or the, the strategy <laughs> i'm doing with airbnb Where I'm cash flowing, you know, ridiculous, amount, amount, ridiculous of money. amount of money that people make a year. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to put a number on it, but if you want to say it, I'm all good. Um, but I'm not going to be the one doing it. Um, and I was like, all right. Now this guy is not only doing tax liens and tax deeds. He's going to take us into a second program. He's going to take me into <laughs> another program that I'm going to have to go pay now to learn this. Um And the reason I do it is because I believe in him. I know he's the real deal, okay? So I invest in education. I've been investing in We were investing in education together. So That's true. That we did day, train the trainers. Yeah. We, Quantum Leap, that the day whole we thing. dropped like, I don't know, seven, eight thousand bucks. Yes. Uh, it was the best investment I've done. That's, that's what right. created this. So people, I mean, we tell these uh, people, it's not a bad thing to invest in your education, especially to go to seminars. Because the networking, you know, they say you're worth what your net worth. That's right. So, so this is part of it. You know, the reason uh, first Ricardo and Marcus met is because, you know, they were both attending a seminar. It's because we were both dropping a few thousand dollars on a seminar. Well, I, I'm part I'm a part of I'm a, a one of my, I'm part of three masterminds, right? Okay. Uh, the most expensive one that I'm a part of right now, I pay $50,000 a year to be part of it. Uh, we just came from Los Cabos. It's a hundred millionaires from all over the world that get together. And uh, out of that mastermind, I brought home about half a million dollars worth in business. Wow. So it's, it's, it's worth it it's for you worth to be to part. It's worth to invest. Yes. Yeah, invest in your education. Well, you know, some people, you know, they grow their network by going out and meeting other people, right? Mm -hmm. and, and some people say, well, but I don't have rich friends. How do I get rich friends, right? And they try to go to all these clubs and all these places. Join a golf club and and looking for start the rich friends polo. in the wrong areas. <laughs> They're looking for rich friends in the wrong areas. How do you know you're gonna find another rich guy? You Just go to a mastermind. It's someone that drop a fifty. The guy that K. paid fifty thousand dollars to join that mastermind most likely is rich, right? Or he's got the means to to pay for it. That's mm -hmm. true. And that's how you're gonna get together. So it's a, an easy way to say, you know what? I'm gonna grow my business, and I, I, what I have, like on Marco's case, what he's got, he knows it serves to a lot of other people. Because mm -hmm. now rich people, they whether what are they looking for, they're looking for places to park their money. Yeah, and the funny thing is, out of the hundred millionaires that were uh, attending this mastermind, again, 80% became a millionaire during real, real estate. estate. Right. They all understand the real estate game. None of them knew about tax liens and tax deeds. Absolutely. Everyone's <laughs> doing the different thing. Yeah. yeah, they're chasing a different animal, right? So, like we are. We're chasing a different animal all the time. So, let's get back to the Airbnb. But Airbnb anyways, the boss. he tells me this Airbnb the boss thing, and I was like, okay, now I want to know what. Because we just, that property we were talk, talking about that we just bought off the tax, uh, the tax uh, 
pro problem that the person had, we're thinking about doing Airbnb with it. Okay. Uh, it's a little it's a little <laughs> bit uh, you got to see it. It's a it's little a, bit It's cabin. a 300 square foot mansion. Right. <laughs> it's a 300 square foot mansion, but we said okay, it's by the lake, it's got a boat ramp, maybe we can do Airbnb with this thing. So so tell us what what so is show me the show me the pictures if you don't want to do Airbnb, I'll rent the property from you. There you go. Okay. So basically, I was uh in one of my trips doing my uh, uh teaching a class. And then I was talking to a friend of mine, a bot of mine, and he was explaining to me how options works, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't buy the stock. You just rent the you stock. You just rent it. Am I right? Yeah. Right? And I was in an Airbnb not having a very great experience. I don't know if you guys use Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. we have. Uh, sometimes you go to Airbnb. It's an awesome experience. Sometimes you go to Airbnb. It feels like they got everything that didn't fit in their home. Uh, and throw it on that place. Oh, and, they went on and Craigslist. And yeah, you have there. no experience whatsoever. So the dishes are different. The cups don't match. You know all the all the crazy stuff. The couch is like, uh, it feels like they pick up that on a on the sidewalk. Somewhere. Or even worse, uh, it turned out to be a good property. But the last one we Airbnb was a family that 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 was their primary residence. So what they did is that they went out for the weekend and Airbnb to us. So when we walk into the house. They had drawers in the kitchen that were locked, like say, don't don't open this one, and and you know the pantry was like it had a lot. That's like, where don't our, open. our food is this here. Is, so and and it felt weird, like this is someone's personal property. Uh, I don't yeah, but know. that's changing. So you need to <laughs> understand this. The future is what we call share economy. Yeah, that's where we had it out, right? Mm -hmm. So I I'm sitting in this Airbnb and I got thinking, how can I translate? the option principle into real estate. Because up to now, we grow up and we were programmed uh, to believe that the only way you can make money with real estate is if you own the own damn it. thing, right? Mm -hmm. If you buy the property, if you have control of the property. Not necessarily. So Airbnb the Boss was a cool strategy that I used to crack the code on that. I'm really big in life hacks and basically change all the notion of consumption and ownership when you think you need to own it you don't have it anymore so the secret is is, is simple i go in so you are an investor right so you have many properties to rent right yes what is the biggest headache that any landlord have tenants there's tenants. two why tenants one what is this not paying. but but what? not paying fear not to get paid yeah and second damaging the property damaging, damaging the, property. the property right so what if i come to you, you can tell we're landlords right yes so <laughs> what if i come to you and say this ricardo i wanna i'm provide corporate housing for businessmen travelers right i want to rent your property uh because i'm a company uh i'm assure you that you're gonna get paid I do a directly deposit every first of the month. And I'll tell you this, anything that happens with your property, I'll all, cover the expenses. all the way up to $700, I'll take care of the expenses. Uh, the business traveler that's gonna come, they're gonna stay a couple of days a week. They're barely gonna cook. So the wear and tear on your property is gonna be less, mm -hmm. right? And I offer you three types of insurance. And because I need to have your property in pristine condition, in order for me to provide housing for those individuals, is in my best interest that your property is always being taken care of. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What would you say? Where do we sign? Right? So That, or I'm going to flip the coin, the investor, being an investor, might say, wait a second, why don't I do that myself? 
Okay, and I'm pretty sure you have an answer for that. There's that's, that's, that's many investors that would do that. But a majority of investors, they are happy to get the rent money. Because yeah. they're already making cash flow. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, you perhaps you don't want to go in the Airbnb business. Prefer you don't want to manage that, that, that property. So the idea is, let's say I go out and I rent a property for a thousand bucks. A month. A yeah. month. Right? That property is going to cost me about 20, uh, 250 bucks in utilities, right? So it's 1250 mm-hmm. And I can rent that property on Airbnb for 99 bucks a day mm-hmm. if you do the right thing. So that property is going to bring me $3,000 potentially because my average, do you want to know my average of my occupation and percentage average? Yes. Guess. 60%. 95% No way wow. Every single one of them Okay Because this is no, corporate that, This that, is that, not tourism Does it matter where the location is So there is a way for you to choose the location And I, and I use something that we call Burger King effect Okay Okay I'll, <laughs> no, I'll get that to a time, minute Time to write <laughs> Burger King effect That's, that's a whole <laughs> another uh, a whole podcast, podcast on that. So basically <clears throat> So basically I go in I rent a property long term Right. Just like options, mm-hmm. and I make the spread between the long term and the short term. Yep. So three thousand dollar comes in, I pay twelve hundred fifty uh, in expenses. Whatever is left is mine. That's a cash flow without having to without owning a property. Now, but you gotta put furniture and all of that stuff. Yeah, That's typically, 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 we cost anywhere from forty five hundred to six thousand dollars depending on the property to put the furniture in uh if you do it yourself that's your first property you can you can uh, yeah. spend less money than that but because <laughs> we are doing this so rapidly we buy everything new i don't have time to go shopping for use for you don't you don't take your personal properties furniture put it there and then get brand new one for your no, house because actually, your wife will be very happy no, yes so because actually this month alone i have to build 20 airbnbs right now i'm running 44 properties my goal all the way into December, and I started 12 months ago, right? Okay. And my goal is to get in December with 100 to 150 properties, cash inflow anywhere from $700 to $2,000 a month. So basically, your expense is really the the uh, the um, the first month deposit, you know, and the first payment, mm-hmm. which whatever it is, I don't know, $2,000, $1,000, it's going to be a couple of grand. Uh, then you need to put the furniture in it. That's true. Uh, or you can rent it. Yes. Or you can also rent the furniture if you want. You can rent it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, there are services out there that will go to rent a house that come or whatever or they're called. Rent to own or yeah. yeah, and and put it in there. Um, and that way your expenditure, uh, uh, you know, your capex lows uh, lowers uh-huh. at the beginning. Um, yeah, when you're getting started, you want to try to keep it, you know. As, as cheap as possible. But if you are creative and that's your first Airbnb, like I said, you can put a good product out there with used furniture. Yep. I just bought an entire apartment for a guy from a guy that's moving back to uh, Spain. I bought his entire apartment for $1,200. Couch, bed, mattress, everything, right? So, uh, like I said, if you if that's your first one, you don't have to spend uh, right now. I got three properties that I can do. Airbnb but think about with. it. I'm thinking about a fourth but, one. But think about it. One. But think about it. Let's say you invest seven thousand dollars into this thing, and you cash flow a thousand dollars a month. No, that's seven months. Yeah, seventh yeah. month you break even. There you go. Yeah. But but Marcus, and it's not yours. <laughs> let me ask you again, because 
from what I've heard from the typical Airbnb, you know, uh, vacation type of property or areas that are tourist driven, they don't get anywhere near that 95% occupancy. You know, they're, they're looking at numbers, maybe, I don't know. And I'm just making this up. Maybe, I can probably maybe they're charging too much. They're in the 50%, like half of the month, they can have it occupied the rest of the month. You know, they're so, so how do you, how, okay, let's go into the Burger King effect and explain where do you get in these properties in order to get that 95% occupancy versus a typical Airbnb? So, okay. So uh, we have two types of Airbnbs out there. We have people that really realize that this is a $10 billion business mm -hmm. and is a great cash flow and they pour uh, attention to details and provide a good experience and a good product. And you have people like, like I said, they just think it's about the couch, the bed, they just throw everything in there and, and people will crash into it, right? Now, uh, the number one, like real estate, what is the, the, the max of real estate? Location, 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 mm -hmm. right? So everything starts where you're going to build your Airbnb. So that's why I use the Burger King effect. What is the Burger King effect? Have you noticed that every time you see a McDonald's across the street, that's a Burger King right next to it? Yeah, or why CVS or? and Walgreens. Same why thing? is that? The there's market. a market there. there there's a market called because McDonald's is not McDonald's are not it's not in a burger business. McDonald's are in a real estate real business, estate business. Mm -hmm. and McDonald's spend a lot of money to pick their locations. McDonald's outstand Burger King five times in marketing mm -hmm. to attract uh, traffic to its stores. Right. Mm -hmm. So Burger King goes there, put a store right next door to it. OK. Now, McDonald's has more customer per hour than Burger King. But guess who's make more money? Burger King is. Because he doesn't have all the expenses. They didn't have to put right. all the money in marketing. They didn't have to put all the all the research into the, where they were going to put they're it. They're piggy-tagging piggy on piggyback, piggyback piggyback McDonald's. So that's the Burger King effect. Now, if you think about Airbnbs, who are the McDonald's in that field? The hotels. Exactly. So the first clue that you got to follow in order to pick a location for your Airbnb, where are the hotels? Mm -hmm. Because the, go the hotels did a study. They, they better have done a study because they're gonna put they, this five yeah, million, ten million dollar building there. They've gotta make a, they gotta have a market center. But if you notice also, where anywhere there's a La Quinta, there's a Hilton. There's like, they, they, they use the groups. Yeah. They go in groups. So as long as you put up, a, a, your mind is all like so so i can read his mind so look. in your mind <laughs> let's say that you have a hotel over here and you put an airbnb in a two mile radius from that hotel as long as you offer a better product at lower price you're always going to get booked 95 percent because nowadays people don't want to stay in the hotels anymore no. They don't want to rent just a bed, privacy. a TV on the wall, and a bathroom. They want to have this home away from home feeling. Experience, yeah. And as long as you provide that, you kink. Yeah, they want the privacy. <laughs> they want to walk around on their underwear around the house. You know, they. Well, they, they do want, that in hotels. If, yeah, but they can only do it in their room, right? <laughs> they can't go from their master bedroom to the kitchen, you know, and just grab a glass of water or maybe cook something on the weekend mm -hmm. or maybe throw a barbecue. There, you can go like we did. We we went to Austin. We got a whole house for us for the weekend, 
and we barbecue. I let Dennis walk around in underwear, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but we had a blast, right? Because we were in our house. We can't do that on hotels. Yes. Hotels, yeah, you might sleep better on, because the bed, you know, it's... Well, you can provide that experience, like Marcos yeah, is saying. Exactly. And then another thing that you mistake is thinking that Airbnb is just uh, relevant to tourism. Mm -hmm. That's not the case at all, Okay. Uh, it's funny because that this month I have like four of my Airbnbs in the woodlands. They're all occupied for people that's going through a divorce and they got kicked out of their house. Yeah. So. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> no, and the good so thing about Airbnb for four months now. The good thing about Airbnb is you get up, you get paid up front, credit exactly. card right away. Yeah, as soon as they check in, you got you got your money deposit in your and they and yeah. then you pay basically they pay for the cleanup. So you gotta have some sort of cleaning crew or so something. So I'm going to share a video with you guys. I don't know how you want to share that with, with your audience. I did what we call Airbnb the Boss Challenge. Okay. Where I build, personally, me and, and a friend of mine, just two of us, we build an Airbnb in 24 hours. From the moment that we signed the lease, grabbed the key, 24 hours later, the Airbnb was staged, has all the furniture on it, and was live on the Airbnb website. We built it in 24 hours. Took us... 35 minutes to get our first reservation mm -hmm. and 24 hours later we had $3,300 worth of reservation for day unit alone. We'll, we'll wow. put the link to that video on the show yeah. notes so people can, can watch it but I want to say this right now Ricardo has or we have two properties that Ricardo asked me last week to list for rent and I gotta be honest I've been so busy that I haven't done it That's what I told Ricardo. But the real reason, Ricardo, I didn't put them for at least is because, is because we're going this is to what Airbnb. I now. knew this was coming, man. Yeah, but you got to make sure you, you provide the right experience. So the key word for Airbnb is experience. Let me tell you this. So I'm in this journey 12 months, right? I don't teach anything that I haven't done it. Mm -hmm. I have to go out, do it, test the waters first, and so forth, so on. So I did that. I did Airbnbs myself. I went from one property to two to ten. Now we have 45. So before I put the Airbnb the Boss program, I said, how can I put this uh, in a logical and, and easy step for anyone to follow? So it's eight steps. And the idea about Airbnb the Boss is that you can have properties anywhere in the world and manage those properties from distance. Because otherwise, it doesn't. It no, doesn't makes no sense. Makes no sense. So we got properties in Miami, Orlando. We got 16 properties in the Woodlands. Uh, we're gonna open 10 more here down south, and we have in, in Las Vegas. So then I went and I test the material. I test the training, Airbnb boss training, in a group of 10 people. So I had this couple from South Carolina. They're realtors, and they had a property. Check this out. That they acquired through Subject Two. Okay. And they were trying to rent that property for six months for $1,200. Okay? And they couldn't find a tenant. And it's 40 minutes away from downtown Charlotte, not near, like nothing going on nearby. So they're like, well, we already did the Airbnb boss course. Let's test this property because we already have it. So they did it. In the first 30 days, they brought in $2,700. And they couldn't rent for $1,200. Mm -hmm. Now they net anywhere from. 30 to, from $32 to $3,700 a month on wow. that property alone. 
on Airbnb. Now, when you say, and, and I know we're getting to the end of this program, we'll probably have to do, an, an, you know, follow-ups. When you say you need to provide the experience, what exactly that entails other than... A good bed and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, is it just like the towels? <laughs> I mean, what, what, what does that mean? Okay, it means like that place is better be better than your home or similar to your home. Right? The homey effect. The homey effect. So make sure you stage the property well. Make sure if you don't know anything about staging, hire someone, interior right. decorator, or, or or somebody that can uh, make that f provide a good experience. For instance, every guest that arrives at my Airbnb, there's a bottle of wine and two glasses of wine sitting in the bed waiting for them. Okay. There's chocolate under the pillow, right? Every Airbnb, we put what, what we call wow effect. Wow effect means they walk into the place, there's a piece of art, there's a theme from the Airbnb or anything that gives the wow effect. Because my goal is that when they go have a dinner with their friends, they tell you you gotta see the Airbnb. They gotta brag about it. They're gonna brag exactly. That's the idea. And they and they know now. Or let's say I don't know. Airbnb the boss is the the company listing these Airbnbs. I'm just thinking. You out start loud. creating your brand. You start creating your brand, and you're like, man, I'm going to Vegas. I'm gonna see if Marcos has got anything there. Because I that, know that has happened right now. Because we are branching out to to different markets, and I have people that recurring. They say, Marcos, I know you have 16 properties in the Woodlands. I want to check your next property. I want to see the other property, right? So they're coming. They're, yeah, you got one with a balcony that looks over downtown the Woodlands. Oh yeah, we might have something like that, you know? <laughs> cool, man. So all right, and how do how do people get on the Airbnb? I mean, uh, Airbnb the Boss program. Oh, just just have to go to marcusjacober.com. And it's there. You're gonna be able to watch the Airbnb the Boss Challenge in there. You're gonna be able to have all the all kinds of information to, for all the different programs that I, that I offer, and uh, and that's it. <laughs> Perfect, man. This is this is an educational. That that's why we love doing these things because Marcos didn't really try to dodge the bullet or none of that stuff. He basically threw out all the information that he could during the time that we had. Um, and if you're not, if you're watching this and you're not reaching out to Marcos and taking action on tax liens and tax deeds, or Irby the boss. You need to go find a job. <laughs> yeah, okay? go work for someone else. Because what the information he just gave out, I know for a fact that Dennis and I are going to make a killing in Irby the Boss, buying tax liens and tax deeds. Um, and the reason we didn't get into it before is we didn't have time. You know, we didn't have time to learn about it. Or I have one more thing to say if you, yeah. if you allow me. Absolutely. Go ahead. So every, all your audience that's watching or listening, you need to understand this. Financial freedom is closer than you think. Yes. And that's, and I'm going to summarize my mission. Why I do what I do. I don't need to sell any courses to make a living. You probably know that. Yeah. Right? Now, <clears throat> I bought a property that's worth $1.5 million and I paid $6,000 for it. That's one of the 700 deals I've done. There you right? go. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to summarize my mission. When you think about financial freedom, People think is I have to be a millionaire. I have to own a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, travel the world. None of this. Stuff. Those those things are nice to have. Yes, don't get me wrong. But being financially free, it's about a number, and everybody has a number. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with your mattress, right? So what is your number? The number is how much money you're making right now. 
90 percent of the people makes five thousand dollars a month or less yeah so all you have to do in order to be financially free you need to find strategies that's going to bring you the five thousand dollars a month correct so if you put out there five airbnbs on the next six months i have a guy that i started coaching in 60 days he's the property number four now and he started with ten thousand dollars right you are actually you can be financially free in the next 12 months yep. which means you're going to have five thousand dollars coming in and five thousand dollars going out now you have all the time so you reach what we call safety that's your first step once you hit safety we're going to apply the same strategies to for grow you, for you to go to grow to grow from safety to c what is c comfort mm -hmm. so if you make 5k now let's make 10 let's make 15 let's make 20 mm -hmm. and then you keep applying those strategies and you and you you want to go from comfort to l what's l luxury luxury there we go <laughs> right so he's let's been, make been watching the so the let's make a hundred twenty thousand dollars <laughs> let's make two hundred thousand dollars a month so right now 12 months after i started this airbnb the boss journey just on that strategy alone i'm banking 45 to fifty thousand dollars cash flow a month that's what people and i don't make own a and i don't own any property get this all those 45 properties that i have running on airbnb i don't own any of them so it was crazy because i love that because it was, no, we own man, everything we got do, right do, do you know how much <laughs> i pay in rent on the first you want to know how much i pay in rent on the first Sixty-five thousand dollars i pay in rent on the first Okay, that's your. We, we're we're not that far from there, <laughs> but we are on mortgages. But, but man, we, we gotta. Okay. I mean, this is the beauty of these yeah, people. So. And, and let me see if I can explain this in in a you know easy way. Ricardo and I, we I don't want to say we struggle, but every every month we need to um get creative in order to grow our business. Get really creative in order to find money from investors or private hey, lenders look, in order to, hold on. to that doesn't mean marcos doesn't do it no no otherwise he wouldn't be getting into the herb be the boss because he's getting i creative. know i'm not saying he struggled to get there right but he's thinking i'm an entrepreneur i'm making money on tax liens and it's tax more leads. visionary i'm than making anything. money on selling you know my own seminars to help other people get to where i am mm -hmm. but that doesn't keep him from saying okay these things are on autopilot. They work. I teach, I receive, and I buy and sell and I receive. There's got to be something else to it. And then he puts. But, but what I'm trying to say is that the way I'm feeling right now, and, I, and I'm proud because I know you, you're probably feeling the same way. With the amount of effort and struggle that we put out, out there to purchase the property, own it, and then rent it or do whatever, we could be doing hundred of these things and probably making you know 50 times over yeah <laughs> the I name of the game is horizontal income you yeah. know i love the flipping buying all that but they're so active yeah, yeah right active, if you yeah. don't wake up if you don't lick it, letters it don't or envelopes it's not gonna happen uh, yeah I mean, it has to be horizontal that is correct horizontal yeah. means i'm sleeping i'm here i probably made about twenty five hundred dollars just during this time right here right and i'm not there in my properties you know, making the beds, cleaning the bathrooms, right. and doing all that. Right. As long as you understand that there is a process. Yes, and that's, then you that's the horizontal. Process, and you put money into because a lot of people say, "I'm gonna do it better than Marcos." No money in. No money. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay the the cleaning person. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna save that money, uh, and I'm gonna go do it myself. 
Now the DIY mentality doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's <clears> what I'm saying. You know, there's a lot of people that got that poor mindset mentality, which I gotta do it cheaper. That way I can beat Marcos, and I'm using you as an example because okay. you're already doing it. That way I can beat Marcos on profits. If he's making a thousand dollars a house, I'm gonna make fifteen hundred because I'm gonna do the bed myself. I'm gonna put the chocolates under the pillow myself. I'm gonna put M Ms. I'm gonna put M Ms. I'm gonna do the whatever. When in reality is. Marcos is like, oh, yeah, okay, but with a phone call in 35 minutes, I get it all organized, and that's it. The rest if, I'll tell, if I tell you that I own a couple of apartments, not own, I run a couple of apartments in Miami on Airbnb, I, have, I launched like seven months ago, and I never personally been in those properties. Would you believe that? I, I, do. Yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> knowing you, yeah. No, no, and, and uh, you know. Let me know where they are because we go to Miami quite often. Yeah, they're Collins and Collins Avenue and Sunny Island. Okay. So both of them. So Marcus, <laughs> I mean, this has been mind blowing. We 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 can't thank you enough for bringing your your stuff and to from, us and from bring, bringing value to you guys because this is for you. Uh, even though we know that Dennis and I uh, will take action on it and we'll move and we'll do things. It, this is more for you than it is for us. That's why we do this. That's why Marcos drove an hour and a half to get here today because he doesn't live anywhere anywhere close by our office or our. If, our if, yeah, if you know about Houston, the Woodland is like it's another north. city. It's pretty much another out city out there, and, and we're in the south. Uh, we owe side. him tacos now. <laughs> I don't know if he's on a diet or not. I, li I see you lost weight, so yes. you've been exercising and getting fit every day. Um, and um, anyways, guys, Marcos. I know that we've mentioned your website over and over again, Marcos Jacober, Jacober with J. J-A-C-O-B-E-R. Uh, yeah, MarcosJacober.com and hashtag AirBeTheBoss with the dollar signs on the S's. But is there any other way to reach out to you, maybe on Facebook, Instagram? Yeah, you, you can find me on Facebook, MarcosJacober.com. I share a tons of material there uh, on a daily basis. Uh, you're also going to see a lot of stuff on my website. Okay, and or you can also reach out to info at americantaxlink.com. Info at americantaxlink.com. Thank well, you so much for thanks for again for being today. with us. And um, it was a pleasure, guys. I we appreciate wanna, it. You know, it, you know, tell our people, you know, take action. We, you know, we gotta Mark. do round two with Marcos in a few months. We'll probably have to do it in the woodlands. We'll do it in, we'll <laughs> do it in his studio because he's well, got a great place. Hold on, guys. Uh, just to just to finish, I'm about to start a very cool project. Uh, in June 10, I bought myself an RV, and that's gonna you be were telling me about that. That's uh, gonna become that's year. gonna become a pilot for a TV show, perhaps. Okay. And I'm gonna travel. I'm gonna do a cross country trip, where I'm gonna stop in every single not every single but in towns and and counties and and teaching people from. In the road, on the road, how to acquire tax liens and tax deeds. And my plan for every every place that we stop, we're gonna plant an Airbnb and move it to the next town, and we're gonna leave Last that, be that awesome. baby behind, making now, money for us. When 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 will you like make the first trip? Like when? So uh, we are planning to leave Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I have a plan to plant at least 15 Airbnbs in Atlanta, just uh, getting ready and ahead of Super Bowl next year and uh, we're going to departure from georgia around june june 10. so where is the rv in georgia no the rv is here we're going to ship to georgia uh the guy is going to do all the wrapping and all this stuff all right and then we're going to leave from georgia georgia is a tax deed state all right you can make anywhere from uh, zero to twenty percent 
and uh, we're gonna start there. So, can we do something when you go do the shipping of the RV uh -huh. from here, from Houston? Okay. Can we do a live video? And <laughs> yeah, because this is look. What I want to really show people is that there's action takers out there, mm -hmm. and. He's right now saying, look, I just bought an RV. We're going to travel from county to county to buy property and plant Airbnbs. And the RVs here in Houston is going to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I want to show people that he's putting his money where his mouth is. Mm -hmm. So the day that RV is getting on the truck or what, I don't know how you ship it, man. Uh, We're going to drive there. Drive it? Okay. Drive there. My friend, yeah. The day My you guys friend. drive it, that's the day we want to go there and, and, and shoot a video and broadcast it through through uh, renovating riches that way they they see the start of the journey and then when you stop it like the last day when you come back home or whatever we want to do another one that way and i know it's gonna probably take i don't know a year months or whatever well i got a better proposition for you we can definitely do that at the launching but you guys can also come and, and, and join me uh because we're going to start doing this cool project called RV experience. That's it. Done. Where, where, where we have people from all over the world already registering themselves to come and spend a week with me on an RV. Anywhere, whatever I, I am at, they're going to fly in. We pick them up at the airport and then they stay with me seven days, five, five days in the RV, you know, living it. We do a lot of mastermind. We do a lot of uh, uh, self-development stuff and uh, we're going to go to counties and uh, we're going to pick up the list and and go and look at the properties and write a check and buy it and sell it. We, we're going to do the whole thing live. That's Done. awesome. I like it. I mean. <laughs> Signed up. That's it. Me. All right. Well, um, let's, uh, again, thank uh, Marcus for being here with us. Um, we're definitely going to keep in touch and keep you guys in touch of what Marcus is doing. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. Um, you Don't forget. No, you have to go right now and subscribe to our <laughs> YouTube channel and our Facebook page. The only way we can continue to do this is to gain subscribers. And we haven't done a good job lately on telling people to go there and hit yes. the subscribe button. <laughs> so um, you have to go to our YouTube channel, Renovating Riches Radio. Hit subscribe. We only got 31 subscribers right now. And we got more views on each video than we have subscribers. And one of the reasons is we merch. Uh, we merged a couple of uh, the Spanish YouTube side, channels, yeah. the Spanish side with the English side. We lost a lot of, you know, it got messy. But right now, our headcount starting today is 31 subscribers. That's completely unacceptable because I know we have thousands of viewers. So you all need to go there, hit subscribe. Go give to us a review in iTunes. Yeah, too. give us a. We don't take anything less than five stars. Five stars. So let's it. do this. Everybody that goes and click the button to subscribe, we're going to send them a bunch of of bonus material you're gonna get the map so you can know which state do, does tax liens and tax deeds you're gonna get <laughs> I'm the gonna have to subscribe again yeah I you're gonna get the, you're gonna get the infograph uh explaining tax <laughs> you're liens not and subscribed deeds. to your own channel no no i'm channel. gonna have, i'm gonna have to resubscribe so i can get the uh the so map. look marcos just offer you free merchandise basically for tax liens and tax liens you need to subscribe to our to our channel you need to subscribe to our youtube uh facebook uh and youtube and you need to go hit up a five-star review on itunes and we're gonna get him the contacts that way he can ship the the materials to you 
and I'm pretty sure he's going to ask you to go hit up his page as well to subscribe and put your info there. That way you can start getting his uh, his information. Um, but hey, you can't you can't do any any better than that. Today you learn about tax liens and tax deeds. You learn about Irby the boss. Correct. And you're getting free merchandise. Happy Friday, everybody. You all have a good day. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening and watching RenovatingRichesRadio.com. Find us and give us a like and five-star review on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and any other social network you can find us. RenovatingRichesRadio.com.